Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Welcome to the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I feel kind of passionately about. I certainly feel like it's really important, and I probably feel that way mostly because it totally saved my bacon more than a few times in my life, and I know that it's something that a lot of people struggle with, and that thing is organization. I was going to talk about this subject in just one episode, but as I was putting everything together, I realized that I realized that organizing yourself and organizing your space is too big of a subject to cover together. So, I'm an, I divided this into two parts, but before you roll your eyes and say, "Oh, not again." Just hear me out for 1 minute. I was scrolling Pinterest this morning and there were all these pins about organization because it's the new year. But I love organization tips and tricks, so I opened up a few of them. I, I have to tell you, it's no wonder that so many people struggle to get organized. One title that caught my eye was 18 lists that you need to get organized. 18 lists? Who has that kind of time? Maybe some people do, but not me, for sure, not me. Here's some others I was a little astounded by. Organizing your computer. This was complete with a list of about 100 folders for your desktop, which on a side note is a terrible idea. You should have a limited number of folders on your desktop. 60 things to simplify your life. How I organize my whole life. Ways to keep your entire home completely organized and clean. 65 ingenious kitchen organization tips. And my favorite one was an entire flowchart on how to decide whether to toss, keep, or donate an item. Holy cow. No wonder people are struggling. People are making this way too complicated with an overwhelming amount of information. It's just too much. So today, I want to focus on creating routines that set you up for success and help create internal organization. But first, I want to spend uh, just a, a, a moment of time talking about why being organized is important. Organizing your physical space is an extension of organizing your internal space, that space in your mind. Think about that for a second. If you look around your external space and there is chaos all around you, how do you even begin to try and focus and think about the things that are most important? Some people would even go so far as to say your external space is a representation of your internal space. 
Meaning that if the space around you is in disarray, it's because your mind is in disarray. But having lived with very messy, disorganized people for many years, I don't know if I fully agree with that. But maybe if you just look around your bedroom or your side of the bathroom cabinet or your half of the closet, maybe you can get a picture of your level of internal organization, but I'm not convinced. The ability to focus is directly related to your ability to internally organize in your mind, to get everything straight in your mind where it belongs. So like a little file cabinet, you can just thumb through and pick out the file that you need and focus on that one thing. So if you struggle with organizing yourself, you're also going to find that you struggle with your ability to focus on what you need to accomplish. How much of your day do you spend looking for things that are lost or misplaced or you can't find? It's an honest question. When I moved into my house, um, I was alone. And every room was filled with boxes. And I spent weeks going through every box, just unpacking, getting rid of things that I didn't want storing things I thought were important, even if I didn't want them in my immediate space, um, just putting things away. It was incredibly therapeutic. And at the end of those weeks, every single thing in my house was something that I wanted, and it had a place, perfectly organized and perfectly clean. But then my kids came home. One day, uh, several months after they had come home, I was looking for something. And it was about the 10th time that week that I couldn't find something that I, and I had to spend an unfortunate amount of my time looking for misplaced items. It was so frustrating because I realized that I had put everything away. I had given everything a place. But I had never taken the opportunity to go through the house and show them where things go because they weren't there during the unpacking, which was great at the time, but it created some unforeseen problems. And it took a while to get everything into an established place that everyone accepted that that's where it belonged. And then I once again returned to not having to spend my time searching for lost things in the house. Boy, was it a process. All of the time you spend looking for misplaced items is time you don't spend working on things that are important to you. It's time you can't focus. It's wasted time. And then there's, you know, if you're done working at five and you want to have dinner ready to eat by six, but you have to spend 30 minutes cleaning up the kitchen enough so that you can actually make a meal, and then you realize you don't have something you need to make the meal. So you either have to come up with something else or go to the store or you go pick something up for dinner from a restaurant. How much extra stress did you feel during that process? It could have been avoided if you already knew you had the ingredients and your kitchen was ready to cook. And by the time you actually have everyone fed and things are cleaned up and You're an hour behind schedule and you've been frustrated for so long now that you're just exhausted and you're just over it and you just there's no way you can focus and spend that extra time working on your side hustle or enjoying time with your family. 
When you get up and you get ready in the morning, how much time do you spend trying on clothes, just trying to decide what to wear? Or you discovered the outfit you wanted to wear was in the wash, or it's got that stain on the front that you forgot about, or it doesn't fit right anymore. Happens to all of us. Before you know it, all the extra time you had planned into your morning is gone, and you're once again frantically running out the door, trying to get to the office on time, just hoping that today of all days, traffic isn't crazy and that there's enough gas in the car so you don't have to stop. And now you're stressed, you're probably frustrated, and again, it is impossible to focus and have your mind right. You can't focus and you can't be calm and you can't have that state of peace when you're in a state of frustration and stress. So you see, being organized internally is essential to being organized externally and vice versa. They are two essential pieces of living intentionally, focused and moving forward towards achieving your goals. But how? I'm sure that you, like me, don't have hours a day to spend on organizing or cleaning or preparing and just trying to keep things in order. I mean, this can be a full-time job the way that some people do it. And I'm not knocking it. If you have that kind of time and you feel really passionately about it, or even better, if you figured out how to monetize it, I applaud you, then great. I fully support you in doing that. For me, that's just not my reality. I have limited time and I have to approach organization from a different perspective because of time constraints. So the tools I'm going to talk about today are geared more towards people who are looking for organization help on a time-constrained schedule, and then you can build on that. So the very first step to making any sort of a plan to get organized is you need to prioritize. Prioritizing your goals creates a foundation for getting organized. If you don't know what your priorities are, then you don't know what you're aiming for, which makes it impossible to focus on what you're trying to build. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the big picture of all the things we need to do that zeroing in on what you need to do first feels impossible. So take a minute and write down your top three priorities. That's it. Just three things. These are your top three priorities that you want to address in your journey to get organized. And that can be uh, something like getting out the door on time, keeping track of commitments so you're not constantly forgetting things, or having a stress-free start to your day. Something I always dream of. Decide what are the three most important things that you want to accomplish by getting organized. And then the routines that you create should focus on these priorities. I'm a big fan of the fly lady, Marla Silly. She helped me get organized in my house and in my life many years ago. If you are interested in learning more about her and her processes, which um, everything that I will talk about today comes from her work. So you can go to her website, flylady.com, and get loads and loads of information for free. 
She's got free downloadables, free articles, free lists, so you don't have to make your own 18 lists, and so much more. And you can also buy her book, Sync Reflections. It is a great resource, and honestly, it helped shape me into the person that I am today. One of the things that Marla really stresses are morning and night routines. But your bedtime routines are most important because they set you up for success in the morning. So I want to go over the basic steps for creating your own routines because these routines are the structure that you're going to build on your foundation of priorities. So the first step is to create a bedtime routine. And to do this, you're going to write down five things that you need to do at night to prepare yourself for morning. Part of my nightly routine is I pick out my clothes that I'm going to wear the next day. This was not easy for me to establish. I don't think, I think a lot of people like jump into this and they're like, it's the best thing ever. But I'm a mood dresser. I don't know if that makes any sense, but basically I get dressed every day based on what mood I'm in and not knowing what mood I'm going to be in when I wake up in the morning has made it really difficult for me to pick clothes the night before. And I often found myself waking up in the morning hating the outfit that I had picked out the night before. And since I'm not a morning person, it was the kind of hate that made me want to throw it in the garbage and never look back. (laughs) There's not a really like great explanation for why this practice started to work for me other than that I changed my morning routine and I started a practice of beginning my day with gratitude and writing down my dreams and my goal to work on for the day before I did anything else instead of trying to squeeze my journaling in some time during the day. And it set a whole different tone for my morning. Because it allows me to immediately like tune into positive feelings and focus on what's important to me. And it changed my outlook. And the next thing you know, my mood improved. And I wasn't too grumpy to wear the great outfit I picked out the night before. It's like magic. And that's why your morning and your night routine are both so important. Especially if you aren't a morning person. So at night, I quickly go through my calendar for the next day and I see if I have client meetings or if I'm going into the office or if I have a presentation to do or my favorite, working from home without having to see anyone. And then I put out my clothes, I try things on if I need to, and I hang everything up in a cute outfit with jewelry and shoes. And then when I wake up in the morning, I go to my closet, I don't have to think, I can get dressed really quickly, and I'm not derailed by wardrobe issues. And continuing to work at sticking with this practice, even though it was a big struggle in the beginning, has really like saved my mornings. Because I'm definitely one of those people that I, I don't think well in the morning, I don't naturally focus very well, and I could easily just spend like 30 minutes standing in my closet, staring at all of the clothes hanging up, hating everything that I own. So (laughs) honestly, I have frequently contemplated Steve Jobs' approach to wardrobe, like where you just wear the same thing every single day 
so you never have to spend any time thinking about what to wear? Very tempting. There are some other approaches to the challenge of picking out clothes, and one of them is to do it on a weekly basis. I've heard of people planning out their outfits for the whole week, and then they just hang them up in order, and they lay out their shoes and accessories with them so that you don't have to do it on a nightly basis. But I definitely haven't evolved that much. So nightly routines, they can get super involved. I've seen like some other people's nightly routines online. It can get really crazy if you let it. The good news is you have total control over that. So for now, I just want you to write down five things you need to do at night to set yourself up for success in the morning. And then each night you just go down your list and you do each one. And it should take you no more than 30 minutes. So there's things that I would recommend that you, you know, think about as you're writing up your nightly routine. Like think about the things that you need to do in the morning that take time that you could work on the night before to set yourself up for a better morning by cutting some of that time off and relieving some of that morning stress. So like, for instance, if you are, I totally just said, like, for instance, having flashbacks to that poor beauty queen. (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, So if you're a coffee drinker, this can include um, getting your coffee pot set up and your mug in place, filling up the tank or whatever, just to save you those extra few minutes in the morning. This can be putting your purse, including all the things that you need in the morning with your laptop and your keys next to the door so they're ready to go and you just grab them on your way out. No running around looking for your keys or grabbing your last minute items because your water bottle's already filled up and in your bag, right? All the things that we spend all this time on, last thing out the door, you can do those things the night before. At my house, we instituted a launch pad. I called it a launch pad because you just launch out the door with your stuff. So everyone's backpacks, coats, shoes, and anything else they needed to take with them for the day had to be on the launch pad before they went to bed so that in the morning, no one was scrambling to find the stuff that they needed in order to get out the door. No more lost shoes. Uh, And honestly, that... It makes a huge difference in your morning. I mean, even if you take your lunch with you, you can pack that at night and you just put a sticky note on the door to remind you to grab it from the fridge. All of these things save you time. They reduce stress and they allow you to focus on the important things that you want to focus on in the morning. And your morning routine is created the exact same way. Write down five things you need to do to start your day. And then when you wake up in the morning, you go down that list. Part of my morning routine is journaling and getting myself focused for the day, but I have other really mundane things that I have on my on my list that I have to complete, like feed and water the dog, because that poor little guy will actually forget to feed and water him if I don't have a plan for it, because he's like the last thing on my mind, even though he's super cute. He's just, he's not my focus first thing in the morning, so... I make a plan for him. My morning routine is focused on creating positive headspace, focused headspace. 
It's designed to reduce my stress through preparation. And it helps me to get to my job on time, whether it's in my home office or out in the real world. And it allows me to do this with all of the things completed that need to be taken care of first thing in the morning, because those are my priorities that I have set for myself. The beauty of a morning routine is it is custom designed for you, like a new handbag. And it helps you to internally organize, which is essential for creating external organization. And it sets you up for success. It sets you up for success. Next time uh, when we get together, we're going to talk more about that external organization and how to organize the space around you. So you have a whole week to work on creating your morning and your night routine and then start putting it into practice. If you only have the time and the energy to focus on one, make it your night routine because that's really going to put some positive things in place for you to have better mornings. But try to spend some time, five things. You're probably doing five things anyway. Maybe they're not the five right things. So, you know, just spend a minute thinking about it. Come up with five things that you know you need to be doing to help yourself out in the morning and then do those five things at night. And then if you get to your morning routine, work on that too, because like I said, they're two essential pieces that work together to help um, to internally organize you. So next time we get together, it's going to be all about external organization. And that's all I have for you today. So until next time, take care of yourself, be kind, and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.